In our 20s, people expect us to have things figured out. Us too. A well-paying job, getting closer to marriage, making new friends, and exploring the world. Lots of definitive moments happen in your 20s. But what if we move to the other side of the world? And what if we put our dreams first? I'm Mai. I'm Belle. And in this podcast, we share our thoughts about things that have defined our early 20s. Important moments in life and how we create our path to our late 20s. Welcome, Welcome to the I'm 22 Podcast. Hello, 20s fam. Welcome to our fourth episode. We are so excited to be here again with you. And today we're going to talk about a really deep topic. I really am so excited to talk about this. And well, I just want to ask you first, Mai, how are you feeling today and how's your day been going? It's been a very chaotic week so far. Today's Wednesday and usually we record our podcast at the end of the weekend. But this is the first time we're doing it midweek. So it's kind of a nice little break in the middle of all the chaos to just sit down and have like a deep reflection on one of my favorite topics, legacy. I feel like it's a really nice topic to have in the middle of a week because our weeks are always spitting. Like I feel like if every week is faster than the last one. And it's kind of overwhelming to be almost in midterms and all the stuff in Berkeley. So... Um, our first question between each other is, how do you think your family has shaped you? Yeah, I think for me, family is one of the most important things in my life. And they've always been supportive of me. And obviously, I'm not with them at the moment or I haven't been super close with them for the past five years because of education and a lot of different things. But they've always been at the back of my mind and their support and their love, their unconditional love means a lot to me when I'm doing and I'm following my dreams, when I'm trying to do creative things. And I think my family is small, but it's also big in the sense that, you know, not a lot of Vietnamese households have three siblings. So I am the oldest of my siblings and also I have like an extended family but none of my mom or my dad's side they don't have more than two kids so ours is slightly bigger and it's nice because I get to take the responsibility of being the older sister and I really enjoy doing that for my brother and my sister sometimes like being the role model for them and it, they give me the encouragement that I need in order to keep going in life like when I am you know, just trying on new challenges when I'm taking exams, when I'm doing anything new. I always think that I have to try my best so that one day they look at their sister and they can be proud of what she's done and follow me and see that I'm following my passion and seeing that and reflect on that so that they can also do the same. And something that I always try to do is never do things that I don't like. So I always try to do things that I like. And I tell my siblings as well like if you don't want to apply to a certain school you don't want to do this exam you don't want to go to this class when everyone else is doing it you don't have to because it's really up to you whether you're you're going to enjoy it or not and if you end up going to those things just because peer pressure just because everyone else is doing it then you're not going to enjoy yourself you're not going to enjoy your time and in a way you're going to waste your time by doing those things and my parents have been incredibly supportive of me when you know I'm challenging myself but one thing they always teach me is they teach me to be humble no matter what I do and no matter how high I climb sometimes is to always be humble and look at the people who've done it in the past look at my parents they were always working really hard 
they don't have like crazy jobs or anything, but at the heart of what they do, they always try to help people. So my dad's a diplomat. He does a lot of work with, you know, the Vietnamese population in whichever country he goes to. And my mom, she used to be very active in the community as like a telecommunication specialist. And recently she's not doing so much work because her health is kind of going down and she's taking more of a supportive role for my dad and she's supporting all of us and taking care of kids takes up a lot of energy. So she's been kind of taking the back seat and helping all of us and being really that glue to connect our family together. So I learned a lot of things from them in terms of like sacrifice, in terms of how to be humble, working hard, helping other people to the point that it's selfless sometimes. Like my dad, sometimes when he goes out and he helps people, he comes back, he's super tired. He has no time for his family. And that could be like both a good thing and a bad thing, you know, because when you're you're putting so much of your effort and energy into helping the bigger cause, which is the community, you come back home and maybe you won't have enough time to care about yourself and your family. So it's something that I learned that maybe I don't want to do what my dad is doing in terms of how he manages, you know, to put his energy and his efforts in. But it's also really nice to see someone just being so selfless like that. So my parents are really incredible for me um, in terms of teaching me so many things by them doing it. What about you? Well, I can relate to a lot of things you were saying. I feel like the biggest thing that has shaped me through my parents and my brother, I have an older brother, is the real meaning of love. First of all, like I feel like I learn from them what love is. And because it comes around all of the other stuff, like as you said, being humble and this part of sacrifices and the part of also teaching you to be a hard worker. I feel like those are the biggest things that my family has taught me. Both of my parents are working. They work um, in different areas. Like my dad is an accountant. My mom does more administrative stuff. But I feel like my mom was actually not working when I was uh, younger, when I was in elementary school. And then when I was 14, almost 15, she went back to work. So it was such a gap of years that she didn't work. And she went straight to learn about technology and all this stuff. And I could see that. Like I could see how she was learning. And that was something admirable for me. I love learning, as I was saying in other episodes. And uh, I'm a hard worker thanks to them because they taught me that if I wanted to get to a big goal, I had always to work hard for it and do it for myself. Like without a scholarship, I wouldn't study music production. I wouldn't be here and all that stuff. And it's all worth it. And also parents do a lot of sacrifices for their children. That's like something normal. And you see that. Nowadays, I feel like it shouldn't be like that anymore. They build us to an age and to a point that we are selfless, as, as, you, as you were mentioning. And that's also beautiful for them because they can go back. Sometimes they dedicate, some parents dedicate life after having a children to their children. And then when they grow up, they don't know what to do next. And that's something hard, but like being in touch and sharing what you're doing. Because I always share with my mom what I'm doing here. I know she wakes up and the first thing she does is like, Hi, how are you doing? And, and I know that. I don't send up text first because I don't want to wake up because of the time zone and whatever. But I know part of her life is my brother and I. And that's really important. And that's so admirable to see. They're hard workers. They had taught me to be one. And I owe everything I've achieved to them. Even though I'm working, it's also their achievement. It's also yeah. their, you know, and, and that's something really, really beautiful. Um, so yeah, love, as you said, we have exactly the same stuff. I love this. That's why we're working together. <laughs> Loving, humble, being a hard worker and be a dreamer. 
For sure. I think my parents also taught me to just have dreams and dream of the impossible. You know, back in the days, I didn't know what I wanted to do. But my parents weren't the type to pressure me into doing something specifically. You know, in Asian culture, it's usually like, oh, you, you try to be a lawyer, you try to be in the medical field, try to go into an occupation that makes money. And my parents really didn't care about that. They were just like, what do you want to do? And I was a kid, so I, I just said, I want to play a piano. I want to, you know, have fun with friends. I want to read books. And mine were more like on, on a, you know, basic level type of things. But they always had frequent conversations with me to figure out, okay, those are like the basic things you want to do, but try to group them all together and see if there's a common theme in everything you do. And it's really creative stuff, right? Expressing yourself or, you know, getting into the mind of someone else when you're reading a book. That's really important. So my dad is really amazing when it comes to like career guidance because he's gone through like a bunch of different things. He went to law school and then did economics and now he's in diplomat. So he's done it all. And my, my mom also has two master's degree. Now she's not using any of it, but they <laughs> kind of like have my dad's also super creative too. He's just always giving me like fun things to do. He's like, go out, do this, do this. And so I think I've gained a lot from having those conversations with them about just, you know, exploring myself without them really molding me into having to do something or studying. Yeah. Like, so yeah. I'm able to find my passion, but with a lot of guidance and just creative ideas from my parents. That's amazing. My parents don't have a music background and my brother... Neither. Like, we all love music to listen to it. But yeah, I was never like pushed to be a creative. I was more pushed to be like a marketing girl. I mean, it's also creative, but it's business. And then like also design, like not, not really like into the music industry. And you were also mentioning that you are like the, the example for your siblings. In my case that I have a big brother, he is such a hard worker. And I was like, when I get to, because he's three years older, when I'm on your stage, I'm going to work as hard as you. So I've always had this example. I am not an example to a, a younger sibling because I don't have. But I do like being an example to other people, to the community, because I guess when you are doing something cool, why not to share it? Why not to inspire other people and get inspired from other people? So, yeah, I feel like in that aspect, that's how it's been working for me. And also, as you were saying, support is something really brilliant and really inspiring to see for you as like uh, as an adult and now <laughs> with your parents. It's all about support and it's all about love and it's all about sacrifices in your family and in any other area. Well, let's talk about something that is upbringing that you want future generations to know. I think for for me, there are just so many different interesting things about like my extended, my big family's history, including, you know, way back, like my great grandfather, he was in the military. So, you know, we have to remember like Right now, the peacetime is, is also pretty recent for a lot of the countries. So for us, it was pretty recent. And my great-grandfather, he fought in the war. And back then, you know, the female would have to stay at home and support the family. So I think for me, getting to have those conversations with my, my great-grandparents was um, really eye-opening because it taught me that we're here because a lot of people have done great things in the past and they've gone through a lot of sacrifices for us to have peace nowadays for us to have the life that we're having and right now i'm just going to work hard so that the next generation can also have the same opportunities that i'm having today but even better ones and in terms of what kind of thing i would want future generations to keep in mind is to be grateful and to never lose their sense of identity for for me i really i'm proud of the fact that i'm vietnamese 
and I try to talk about my culture, you know, the music that we have, the food that we have, how kind the people are, and all the different developments that we're having in our country whenever I go out. Because people have a pretty interesting view of third world countries, of developing countries, especially because they've never been there. And also for history being taught worldwide, every country's history is being taught differently. So they don't really know exactly how it is to be in Vietnam. They don't know how it is to be in Mexico. And then they're just going to have this idea. So I try my best to tell people like this is my version of my country. I'm very proud of that. And I want to take that and integrate that into everything I do in life, whether that's through the work that I'm doing with the label, whether I'm working on artists, whether I'm trying to just promote my culture in different ways. So I want, you know, the future generations to be proud of whoever they are and whatever they are, but also be aware of the family history. I think it's incredibly important to have conversations with your family when they're still around and they're alive to really be grounded in who you are. Because like, say, if you don't talk to your parents frequently enough, you, you probably will be detached from them. But it's also really hard to have a conversation with your parents about deep topics because they're just going to worry about you. They're like, oh, have you eaten? Have you done this, done that? But usually, you know, at home, you don't talk about like, oh, mom, when you were young, what did you dream of yeah. becoming? Dad, what did you want to do? Or, you know, how did you get to where you are? Because we're just so we take it for granted that they're going to give it all to us, but we don't actually take the initiative to reach out to them and understand them, understand how they became our parents. And I think that's such an important thing for people moving all forward is to move forward, but also look back and see the incredible work that the people before you have done for you and take that to motivate you forward and to create a community for yourself, to create a community for the people surrounding you. Yeah. What about you? Well, I totally relate to this family part and your history. I think that's really beautiful. Like I got the pleasure to meet my great grandmother and I, when I was young and I was always making her questions about family and like her mother and like how her life was. Obviously, in the context of Mexico and, and your past, I know it's the same stuff when the woman was dedicated to home. Maybe education was not like an opportunity. In Mexico nowadays, we are all hard workers. And that's something that I really like to talk about because I feel like every Mexican is a hard worker and that's something I feel really proud of. Always really welcoming, always these family values. Obviously, there are exceptions as always in, in life, but I feel like that's the main point of it. And I'm still curious about my history because there are so many things that I don't know and so many things that I would love to know. And I try to keep it up with my family, not in a routine way. Obviously, they're asking, as you said, like, did you have food already? Are you sleeping early? Are you sleeping good? Like, how's everything going? Because they're always going to worry about us. But I feel like what I've learned from my grandparents, from my great grandmother, from my parents and even my brother is something that I gather in my values. And I want to transmit that to future generations. So it's also kind of living a legacy in Liver Your Footprint, which we'll talk about it later. But I totally relate to what you were saying. What do you feel like we are chasing now in our 20s? I'm chasing a lot of things. I'm chasing my artists around to get them to give me their, their tracks and to get them to, you know, work with a schedule because artists can be hard to work with. Um, but for me, I think I'm just, I think I'm chasing away bad vibes and I'm chasing good vibes. And by that, I mean, I'm setting up realistic goals for myself so that I'm chasing that and I achieve it. But I'm also setting up somewhat crazy dreams and I'm slowly chasing that as well. And I'm also chasing happiness in the sense that I want to do the things that I enjoy doing on a daily basis. And I want to experience 
everything that life has to offer when I'm in my 20s. Like not just early 20s, but like for the rest of my life. I want to go to all the concerts that's there. I want to experience all the cultures in the world. I want to experience the kindness of the people around me. And I want to give back to a lot of people. I believe in music education. I believe in mental health and how we need to be well and be healthy in order to achieve all these goals. So I, I'm also chasing the lifestyle that I want. Which is a very active lifestyle that's motivated by enjoyable experiences and also a lot of discipline when it comes to keeping your body active, you know, eating healthy, surrounding yourself with good people that you know that they will always care about you and they're supportive of you. So it's not one thing that I'm chasing. It's this life that I want to build and I'm chasing different, like smaller facets of it to be able to create this life for myself. I love that. So, so inspiring. I can't really, I feel like we're kind of the same person in different like contexts and like separate. <laughs> This is so cool. Um, I feel like also I'm not chasing anything. I'm just working to build a balance in my lifestyle because I consider both of us like huge dreamers. And I know a lot of you guys at home are also huge dreamers. And sometimes I feel like I focus so much in my future and I stop paying like much attention to my present. And I really, really want to find this balance in which I live one day at a time, having my huge goals, but again, moving one step at a time. I need to slow down because there are so many things around us, especially being here in Valencia. I don't know how much time we're going to be here anymore. You never know what's going to happen next, but living one day at a time makes you appreciate the small details and that makes you feel plentiful. And that also is connected to happiness. So I feel like that's really important. I'm also working hard to get a passionate job. As you were saying before, when I don't like something, I'm, I'm quitting. I'm going to look for the next thing. And this also is about like keeping your knowledge and what you're learning here in the master degree, combining it with your job experience, with your values, with who you are, with your lifestyle and search for the work you think you deserve and the life you want to build, as you were saying. I also want to keep myself in discipline and in motivation there's like a balance between these two things sometimes it's not really about discipline it's about more that you feel motivated this week and as soon as that goes down what about discipline you know like there, it must be a balance between this stuff i feel like this is about also starting new projects because we are recently starting new projects i know more are gonna come and for you guys i feel like we should stay fearless in the sense of building or creating something new Because sometimes the biggest and the hardest part of doing this is starting. And we don't start because we are comparing to what someone else is doing. We don't start because we have fears of what people is going to say about me if I start blogging. I'm just going to give a silly example. What is people going to say if I share like how my thoughts are? And you'll never know. People are always going to talk. Things are going to always happen. Someone's going to work on the same thing in a different way or someone's going to admire your work and copy it and you're always reinventing yourself so i feel like i'm always looking forward to reinvent myself being in peace with my oldest version and moving forward you know i think that's really important and i guess my follow-up to everything that you just said is when you're trying to move forward right as in your your you know right now you're spain and everyone you know your family and your friends are back in mexico So the, the cost of, you know, going to a different place, the cost of having all these experiences and chasing your dreams is sometimes losing out on experiences with your loved ones and, you know, losing out on friendships, relationships. So what are your thoughts on, on that matter? I feel like 
people are always gonna come and live and that's okay. You know, like I try to stay in peace with this because sometimes it's hard to let go of someone, but I need to remind myself and I need to remind you guys that letting go is also an act of love. You shouldn't stay in a place you feel like you no longer belong or you don't feel comfortable anymore. And I know that even in a relationship or in a friendship, you always talk about like what's happening next, what do you want to do, because it's part of building it. And realizing that you're no longer going to be part of it, probably it's tough, but it's again an act of love for yourself and for the other person when it's not working anymore. And all you can do is send lots of support. It doesn't mean like you have to break uh, the whole connection, but it's tough. And I've been feeling like being here has reduced a little bit the amount of friends I have back at home because I'm not in touch as much as I want to. But you're always wishing them the best. And that's the important part of it. And also, I feel like every person that comes to your life has a mission on your life and you have a mission on his or her life. And that's the beautiful part of it. Because when someone leaves from your life, it's because they accomplish that mission or you accomplish that mission in theirs. And yeah, I feel like that's something really beautiful to realize, to analyze and go back to your story and see this. And I think one of the most important points is also for us to accept and realize that growing up also involves losing people around you and also gaining more people. That's going to build your future too. Yeah, I think that for sure <laughs> resonates a lot with me, the part about losing people and, you know, missing out on different like experiences with, you know, friends when they're having like get togethers and things like that. For me, I've been having somewhat of like an expat lifestyle ever since I was little. So I spent first to third grade in Bangladesh. I went to school there and then I came back to Vietnam. And I think my dad was just like, oh, this poor girl has no friends or whatever. So he, instead of moving on to his next post as a diplomat, he stayed there. And that allowed me to have you know, a group of friends from fourth grade to the end of high school, which was really nice. Like, thank you, dad. And then after that, I went to the US and, you know, create like a new community there for myself. But even before then, back in Vietnam, I would always travel a lot during the summers and for competitions or I would travel for extended breaks with my family. And I, I realized that that lifestyle was very fun, but it also meant like a lot of times that I have to rebuild my community wherever I go. So it was very hard when I had to leave Vietnam when I was 17 because I haven't really built up the mindset of what do I do when I'm not around the people I, I love the most? What do I do when the feeling of FOMO is happening and starting over. yeah and starting over and i i was literally a kid back then and it felt just really weird i didn't know what to do and i felt like oh my gosh inside of me a small part like two percent wanted to like go back home to celebrate you know, new year with my family celebrate like their birthday celebrate you know everything that's going on but then also a part of me it's like i'm not really losing out like losing anybody like they're still in my life and nowadays with technology it's easier than ever to stay connected with people to have you know, FaceTime calls, we needed to teach our grandparents how to use technology for those to happen. But it's easier now than ever. And you're not really losing out on people if the people really want it to stay connected with you and you really want it to stay connected with them. So I'm still good friends with a lot of friends from middle school, from high school and from college, because I felt like they were the type of people that I want to keep in my life for a long time. And from time to time nowadays, I would make the effort to reach out to them to see how they're doing. And it would feel weird when they're like, oh, I haven't talked to you in like half a year. But when you talk, it just kind of clicks because 
they're the people that you wanted to keep in your life in the first place, and you're, they're your best friends. And you, there's always some things to talk about, and even if it's not like actual things you're doing together, there's not homework to talk about anymore. Like you're talking about now, like higher level stuff. Like what have you been going through? What are the things that have changed in you? You know, talking about the future, and and nowadays we're having a much better conversation because we got through the stage of. Hi, hello. You know, how are you? Type of thing, and we just get to the part where how can I support you as a human being? How can we, as friends, we as partners or whatever, move each other to the next step? Even just through conversations, because I feel like a lot of relationship nowadays can get really physical really fast, and and that thing dies and it just fades much faster. But having honest conversations, long conversations, can keep the relationship for a very long time, especially with friends and obviously like partners. And it, it really sucks when I go through a breakup because I know that it's gonna happen when you're moving, and long distance is never an easy thing. But these days, I don't feel as bad because I intentionally made the choice to put my my dreams, my career, and things that I want to learn forward. And that means like I won't have time for this person in my life anymore, and that's okay. It doesn't mean I'm losing out on them. It just means like, hey, that person might not be the right fit for the next chapter in my life, and that allows me to. Think in in a kinder way to myself and let other people who are a better fit for the next chapter in my life enter it and be you know and and just be there and be a positive presence instead of just this looming presence and having this you know relationship that I don't know where it would go you know where where it would lead to be there now just having the freedom to explore to allow new relationships and real friendships into my life has been something that I have had the mental shift recently. Yeah, I really like that. And also, you're talking about what you resonate and the energies, and this is something really important to consider. Like, what are you giving to a person in a good way, and what are you receiving? And that's something really valuable. Like, catching up with my friends from home is always it always feels like home, even if it's on a FaceTime. And I really, really enjoy that. And I feel like I always want to know what my friends from home are doing and how can we support each other because we're in the same industry. Or even my friends from high school that I still keep up because there are some friends that are always gonna be like family, and there are some friends that have their mission, as I was saying. But this is funny because I was reading an article this week and I read that the heart is like the most powerful source of electromagnetic energy in humans. So this means that literally your heart resonates energy eight feet away from your body, and I love this because if you are like sensitive, you actually. See how the aura of a person is, and how his or her energy is. And I always try to like have positive energy. And that's if someone comes to me in a mood, they always live in a better mood, you know. And just a reminder of what you were saying also with relationships, because sometimes we struggle in different ways with friendships and relationships. If we are strong enough to let someone in in our lives, we should remind ourselves that we're strong enough to let them go. And it's tough, but it's true. Like this is part of growing up, and every time you're gonna learn something more important, and you're gonna see what you deserve and what you want in your life, and that's also a decision. It's hard to say it, but friends, love, relationships, everything is a decision. And the more experience you get, the more easier you're gonna get. Through what you want and what do you deserve? Okay, so this is more into philosophical stuff. How would you describe your life philosophy? I think if we search online, there will be a hundred quotes, and I would resonate with a hundred of them, <laughs> or even more, because different people have different ways of thinking. I would say for my current 
you know, state of being, my life's philosophy boils down to these two things. One is I really resonate with the idea of the sun, whether that's being a light source or being someone else's light source. And my name actually means the first sunlight of the day in Vietnamese. And so I've always had this in the back of my mind, like my dad sent me this message when he named me is because I was the first child. And when my mom gave birth to me, my dad was not by her side. So he was studying abroad in New Zealand, I believe, or on some trip there. And he very you know, romantically said he opened this window and on the day that I was born, he, he let the sun shine and he really, he really loved that idea. And so I've always really resonated with the idea of being someone else's sunlight, being someone else's sunshine and making other people smile, regardless of how hard my life is. It shouldn't be the, when you're feeling down and you're upset at everything in the world that you're imposing that negative feeling on other people. So I never want to do that for anyone. And that's something that I live by. And I always try to smile. I try to be as positive of a human being as I can. And the other motto is very, very, like, very much from when I was a kid, I loved Finding Nemo, the, <laughs> the, the film. And, you know, Dory, the character, she has this phrase, just keep swimming, yeah. just keep swimming. And that's something that I've always lived by. I used to be really scared of water. Until one day, my dad just dragged me to the middle of the ocean. He's like, I'm going to teach you how to swim. And then he's like, he dropped me down. And then I just had to swim for my life. And somehow I made it out alive and I was not scared anymore. I mean, it doesn't sound that scary. But the idea of like, you have this fear, but you're willing to confront it and you're willing to just swim through it is something that my dad has taught me and something that I always believe in is to just keep moving forward no matter how hard the tides are, no matter how, how weak my body feels at times. It's the fact that my, my men mental health and my you know mentality is strong enough to keep me going is something that Nemo taught me and Dory taught me, but it's also <laughs> something my dad taught me and something that I will keep on doing for the rest of my life. That's really beautiful. And uh, I relate to a lot of stuff of that. Talking about my life philosophy, I have like personal, like just for me and also like resonating with other people. I feel like for me, it's to stay fearless, to never stay with a desire of saying something or doing something. I'm always going to go back to this because it's something I take really serious. And it was hard for me to learn. So I'm sticking to it. And I love that. I'll never have time to do something new or to, because we're hard workers, to do something different if I don't give it to myself. And I want to give that to myself. Like, I feel like I deserve it, so I should do it. I know that I came, I feel like I came to this world to have an impact on other people. I can't just think about a goal that I'm the only beneficiary. So I feel like living a legacy and having an, it's all about having an impact on others. And that's something that comes also from love, which it's something beautiful. I feel like also talking about success, because we were talking about that earlier. Success is about passion, discipline and love. So I feel like I resonate a lot with that. And um, talking about smiles <laughs> and sunshine. I have this kind of silly, but I, I love that thing every day, which is a small goal. And it's to make people around me smile like even if it's just one person I'm gonna be happier than I was before that and I feel like that's something really nice and I always try to be positive I feel like I'm really transparent the day I'm sad I don't have to say anything my face says it you know <laughs> like and and I like that because I feel like I stay true to myself I like to be honest and transparent and then sharing what I think might be good for other people to see 
because uh, I'm learning from other people too in terms of the podcast, like social media and all that stuff. I try to stay transparent and true to myself. I feel like we consume so many stuff that it's not real. There's so much behind. And there's this, this false positivity also, which is tough. And it's hard to realize when you're going through something. So I always try to share the way I am. And it's not even an effort because that's the way I am. And I, I think that's all about it. And what's the type of legacy you want to leave behind? Because you talked a little bit about that, right? I feel like the first point of legacy is the way you live your life in your daily basis. And that's like how it starts. I feel like there are different objectives. I believe it's not about me. It's about my impact on others. And, you know, there's always going to be ups and downs, but there's always what's next tomorrow or later. And I want to be remembered as a person that always do what she wanted to do and said how she felt always like speaking up in terms of music, speaking up just the way we're doing it here and feel inspiring and get inspired from other people. And I want to be also, you know, the, the best thing we leave to others is the way we make them feel when we are with them. That's the thing we leave our people when we leave this world, you know, when we die. So I want people to remember me, how I made them feel when they were with me, how I always made them smile how I was always inspiring and how I was always energetic and like looking forward to doing new, new stuff, always helping artists, always making an impact in other people. It's not about the impact that I, what I want to achieve. It's what I want to achieve in terms of other people and what I'm sharing, I guess. Oh, this is such a hard question because yeah. it's so philosophical and yeah. I feel like it's so hard to put it into words. But yeah, I feel like it's also in terms of your family too, like what you're building there. I mean, I'm asking her this because I don't have an answer yet. I'm trying to buy time. <laughs> <That's not fair>. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think just, just to start answering this question is what kind of legacy do I not want to leave behind? You know, because I don't want to leave behind as someone who, you know, is not making an impact. And that can mean a lot of different things. I, I really care and resonate deeply with the word impact. And that means different things to different people. But the impact that I want to make pertains to the music space and the cultural space. So I want to make sure that I am doing something during my duration that I'm alive to contribute to those two facets of the things that I care about. One is building the Vietnamese traditions and, you know, making sure that people know more about us. However much they, they want and they care and they have the capacity to know more about us and our culture and also in general, the Southeast Asian culture. And the other part is in terms of music. I want the world to use music as a tool to unite people as something that no matter how hard your life is, no matter how hard like society is and politically, like there's so many things going on. Music has always been a thing that connects cultures. It's been a thing that people rely on when they need safety. It's something that they used to build a community together and I want to contribute my part in that to make music always and forever feel like a safe space for people to voice their opinions. Obviously there are things that you know you should should not take advantage of music and use that to harm people and but that's why I think in terms of leaving a legacy and then the other part of it is just making sure that my family and everybody that I care about in my life thinks of me as a good person. Like, I want to be remembered as a good person who's living, you know, her life to the best, like having such a fun life. I feel like people forget how to have fun these days. And the legacy I want to, to leave behind is just someone who knows how to live a good life, a good person, and knows how to have fun. And it's really important for all of us to take a step back to think about what kind of legacy we want to leave behind and not have it just arbitrarily be like, oh, 
yeah, I want to do something good. I want to, you know, whatever. And when we talk about legacy, we don't usually talk about monetary values at all. No one ever says, I want to leave behind $10 billion or or, or fame or stuff like that. We usually think about something that's, you know, smaller, something that's deep and something that usually makes us cry when we talk about legacy. And for me, not necessarily I want to the future generations remember me, just whatever I just said earlier. But it's for the people who are going to live and share this space and this lifetime with me to be aware of the fact that I am a good person for them and they can rely on me as well. That's really beautiful. I feel like this answer could also change like within time and it could be like a longer answer too. I feel like it's all about working to be happy, be a good person and having what you deserve because you're going to have what you think you you deserve too. And that's something that we should look forward to work on <laughs> always. So yeah, this was so deep conversation and I love that because we don't get too deeply like usually, but well, it's such a pleasure to share this with you, Mai. And again, we're only 20, so let's see what's coming next. Thank you, Val, for also sharing. And this is definitely one of my favorite conversations so far. I don't really talk about you know <laughs> any of these things on a normal basis. Just how are you doing? What did you eat type of thing? Um, but, you know, like Val said, we really appreciate your support. Thank you guys for tuning in and stay tuned for future episodes because a lot more interesting things are going to come along. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.